0: Hello, I'm Shell of Lionhearts Fitness. If you don't know about us by now, please check out our website, lionheartsfitness.com. Free fitness for all youth, particularly obstacle course racing. Right now, here is your podcast, I Am Spartan Podcast, with our favorite host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy.
1: I am Scott the Fane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. What's up, everybody? Do me a huge favor and go to monkeygrip.com and check out a couple of new products they have for 2024. They have the new cast iron cannonball grips, which is exactly what it sounds like, a cast iron cannonball, and they're on a strap, and they hook around a pull-up bar just like the original rope grips do, and you can take them off with ease, and you can wrap them around some dumbbells and use them for farmer carries as well. They also have a new callus care balm that you can put on those rough calluses to take care of them before they tear. And as always, they have the original rope grips, the monkey fist grips, and we could all use some liquid chalk. So go and check out these new products and do me a huge favor and follow them on Instagram as well. Did you guys see Matt B. Davis's post on Obstacle Racing Media, how, you know, Garfield has left Spartan. He was a race director and kind of got moved into another position where he was looking for venues and uh, he, he wasn't appreciative i mean not appreciative but he didn't like that position so he ended up just leaving on his own reconnaissance and now they've let go steve hammond steve hammond was like the face for spartan you know the people he was the the person that you always saw in all the reels you know when they were having a race you know and announcing the the national series and stuff like that it really uh, shocked me shocked me that they let him go and i know there's lots of comments and people posting their own post about them letting go of steve so i think like this was a, a major loss to spartan and i think they will probably have regrets uh steve is You know, kind of been a face for the brand for quite some time now. And I think he will be missed for sure. But anyway, on this episode, uh, Jamie Walker is going to tell us all about doing the winter death race. He was one of three finishers. The event went 48 hours long. What is a death race? The death race is an endurance event. And you get there and you don't know what you're going to do. But when you do the winter death race, I can guarantee you, you're going to get in some ice cold water. And that's what they did. Uh, You can probably go and look up some of these videos or reels that they made. But before sign up and Jamie talks about this, they go to a froze over pond, break the ice and get in the water and hold pieces of ice above their head. And this was before they registered for the event. Could you imagine that? I can't, and that's why I've never done a death race. The people that sign up for this and go and do this, they're amazing, and they probably got way more grit than most of us, and I love hearing the stories that they tell about this event. But anyway, I'll shut up. Here's the interview with Jamie Walker. Jamie Walker, what is going on today, brother?
0: Not a lot. Just finishing up some classes. So I
1: usually always ask people what they do for a living, but I can tell that it looks like by the background, it looks like you teach some kind of martial arts or something.
0: Yeah. Yep. I actually do a couple of things here. I teach, it's called a Fardo. It's a, it's a traditional South Korean martial arts based around self-defense. And then, I actually teach obstacle course training on the other side where I have you know, a whole jungle gym, Set up inside here with ropes and nets and tires and you name it, we got it. So, oh, nice. What's the name of your facility and where is it located at? It's called Umufit U M V F I T and uh, kwan's Champion School, and it's in Horseheads, New York. Oh, nice. nice. About an hour south of Rochester. So, how long have you had this gym? Um, I started it about five years ago while I was a quality engineer. So I did the quality engineer at a factory during the day, and then I did this at night. And then about two years ago, I quit the quality side and went for this straight for 100%.
1: So what what type of factory did you work at? I'm industrial maintenance by trade, but I work for a hospital now.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a uh, manufacturing. So what we did was – we actually made, the uh, biggest part of the business was the front differentials for Polaris side-by-sides. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, so that was, that was the majority.
1: Well, nice. Well, man, tell us a little bit about your history of getting into endurance events.
0: Um, Well, it's uh, kind of a long story. It starts way back about 20 years ago. I smoked five packs of cigarettes a day. I was 250 pounds overweight. Um, really didn't do much. Played video games, you know the whole story. And the uh, my mom and I decided we were going to quit smoking at the same time. So the same day I quit smoking is the same day I started taking martial arts. So I've always believed you a habit like that you have to replace. You can't just stop it because there's an empty, there's a void there. Um, at least that's how I am. I have a very addictive personality. So I have to, I can't just stop it because I'm always looking for something. Um, So I replaced it with martial arts. And then, you know, I really started getting more and more into health. And I decided to go in my 40s to community college for community and public health education. And then right after that, it seems like in that area, I'd started hearing about uh, Spartan races. And then started looking into that and started doing, did my first sprint. And then of course you get hooked on it. Um, real for, you know, so then I opened the gym, started incorporating the obstacle course training. And then now I take groups of people out, um, on the course together and we'll run them together, you know, and, and, uh, you know, make sure everybody goes out as a group, comes back as a group. And then and it was about last year I started getting stagnant again. Right. So I started feeling that my comfort zone hasn't grown, you know, so I started being, I don't know, yearning for that next level. And then I found Spartan actually had a, a death race, looked into that. And um, now, you know, that that just grew my whole bubble even bigger. <laughs> uh, I did. I tried the summer death race. I it did really well, except I couldn't make fire. So I DNF because I didn't make fire. I learned my lesson there, came back for the Winter Death Race, made fire, went through everything and that's now now I'm just hooked on it, looking always looking for the next level up.
1: So h- how many death races have you done?
0: This is my second one. I I did the summer one and then the winter is my second.
1: So um did you do any like hurricane heats before you signed up for this or was it just straight to the death oh, yeah. race?
0: No, no, no. I did I did uh during twenty twenty when everybody was mashed up, I did uh, the, the hurricane heat Palmerton. And I think that was a tw- I actually think that was a four hour one. I can't remember. But yeah, I, I did a couple of hurricane heats there. Um interim, I did a couple of uh half marathons. I've, so I've done one one half marathon, and then I've done other endurance type races on my own i live out in a valley so i am always running hills right so
1: for those of y'all listening uh jamie was one of three finishers for the death race winter death race that just took part this past weekend and but i want to start like from the beginning you know to do these races you know you have to submit like a video submission and they give you a certain task and they always change for Every single race, right? So, what did you have to do for your video submission for the race?
0: Oh, yeah this this year it's been crazy. It's it hasn't been just a video submission. It's been you do you do your uh, video submission, and then they've had a challenge every month that you've had to do. Oh, wow. So, I, I've had to they they had us they had me walking on a one mile on the roughest terrain I could find and actually at my house it was they just oil and chipped my road so i wouldn't suggest that to anybody because that sucked but i did it um they had us bear crawling for uh shoot i can't remember now it was over half a mile bear crawling with your pack on um there was a cold plunge you had to do uh oh and then we had to do hydro burpees with a big rock so yeah it's wow. been interesting this year
1: it sounds it sounds like it so and you're you i'm sure you were well aware that coming into the winter death race that you were going to get cold and there was going to be yeah. freezing water submersions yep. like what did you do to prepare for prepare for the winter death race and to prepare for these uh submersions
0: Sure. Yeah. I actually have a pond right in my backyard. So I would, I would actually go into my pond. I would sit in there and I have an ice tub too. So I use the ice tub until that froze completely solid, like a block of ice. So I would get in that every day. I've done, you know, up to three minutes in the cold. And then not only that, but I actually worked on uh, the guy's name is Wim Hof. I did a lot of his breathing techniques while I was in there, which really helped a lot to actually get through that right so was there
1: anything else that you did out of your normal training to prepare
0: yeah yeah I was um outside a lot um like I said I live in a valley so I was always rucking running uh pushing myself I would run you know in with I would start off with clothes on and by the time I was done I was just in my boxer shorts um just to make sure I was you know My body was acclimated to the weather. Did the neighbors think you were crazy? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they do. (laughs) That's okay. I'm good Um, with that. So
1: how did this, you know, you get there, but how does this event start? You know, this isn't your ordinary event. So, and I understand they had like a 24 hour hurricane heat going on at the same time. So you get there. So what next? They give you this huge gear list, I'm sure.
0: Yep. Yep. So you get the gear list. Um, hopefully you have everything. I did have everything. Um, you, you get there and then it's, I don't know, you're hanging out. Then all of a sudden you're, you're like, get your, she, get your shit, your, your, get your bin, let everybody line up and you're standing there and you haven't even started registration yet. Right. And, then, uh, we showed up and they're like, you know, Joe comes out and he's, he's talking with us and, He's like, well, let's uh, let's get right into it. And so he had us all stripped down to our underwear. first. We haven't even registered yet. Strip down to your underwear, run over to the pond. So the first thing we did was a cold plunge submersion. We had to break the ice first because the pond was completely frozen. Wow. You know, get out there, break the ice. And then had you know we picked up. Had, uh, Andy had us grab one huge piece of ice, hold it above your head, get down under your neck. So just when you you know that's you think that's bad, okay, get out. You get all back up to your clothes, get dressed, and they're like, "You can do better. Do it again." So like that that just mentally screws with you. <laughs> so so that's how it started before registration. So. There was what
1: was there, fourteen or fifteen that started. There was thirteen death racers and seventeen hurricane eaters. Was there anybody that quit before the registration after that first submersion?
0: No, no, everybody hung in there quite a while. Ago. That's yeah, good. I was, I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, I would, I,
1: I would have been surprised too. I probably would have quit for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, anybody that goes to you know, a winter hurricane heat or the winter death race, they better be doing ice water submersions. If if not, they're gonna be in for a rude awakening, you know. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So after your first couple of water submersions, did it were you like, okay, I'm ready for this, I've been training this. Like what were your thoughts after just that first little task?
0: I I don't know. I mean your thoughts I mean, when you start an out a race like that, when you start out any, any kind of event like that, your thoughts are really not your own because you have no clue what's going to be thrown at you next. So you're just, you always, I always wanted to be prepared for the unprepared. You know, what, what are they going to throw? If you're thinking about what they're going to throw at you, you're always going to miss the mark. So you just need to be ready for whatever's coming at you. So in other words, you're in the moment, not
1: thinking pretty much. Right. right. You're just doing what you're told at that point. (laughs) All right. So how much time was there like in between like tasks? Did they give you like, you know, you've registered, you know, and what
0: was your first task? Let's see the first task. I'm trying to think what the first one was. The first one, I think it was we had to collect, we had to get our buckets and go get a bucket of water, and then we had to carry it to the top of, up to Shrek's cabin at the top of the hill. And that's like, what, a mile hike, and it's
1: about 400 feet of climbing or something like that?
0: Yeah, it is. It is it's exactly a mile to the top, and it is not a fun hike. It's... <laughs> it's it is steep and it's rocky and yeah you know, we had to wear snowshoes and the uh, snowshoes or, or you know it, it really there was snow but it was splushy because it's warm out so they were you know it was it was a it was definitely a feat to get up to the top with a bucket of water hmm. and that was just the first task huh so, All right.
1: <laughs> so how did like you know like the breaks happen? Like, did they ever give you a break or was it just one task? Okay. As soon as you're finished with this, do they wait for everybody to get to the top before they started the next task? Like w- when did you have time to kind of like sit down, gain your thoughts, go to the bathroom, you know, eat some of your fuel?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> they, uh, they, they don't really give you a break. They don't say, okay, it's break time. No, if you do get a break, it's, all right, you got two minutes to go to your bin. So ideally your bin is just backup. You wanna make sure that you have fuel on you, you have water on you. Um at all times, at all times always carry something to make your kill. Um because you don't know if you're ever gonna get a chance to go to your bin. I, I you said something about you never knew when
1: you were gonna be able to go hey, to your bin. Not
0: yeah you don't you don't know if if you're gonna get a chance to to get to your bench, you always wanna make sure you have what you need on you,
1: but so you said you always got to make sure you have what you got, but I saw in one video y'all are running around in what appears to be like your boxer short. so how long were y'all doing that?
0: <laughs> uh, well, um, I probably the longest was I don't know, I got to skip out on one of those because I won the uh, I won the golf ball challenge. So that was probably the longest they were in their underwear. So what was
1: the golf ball challenge?
0: So it was, you had to take your plank and put a, put your golf ball on it and balance it. And then uh, I was the last one standing. So Andy told me go over, sit, relax, eat, get something to drink. When then I missed out on the pencil rolls through the mud. And then they went down to the, they went down to the pond and I guess that's how they lost their bibs. The, all the, all the, uh, death racers lost their bibs. I didn't because I, I got to sit back and relax on that one. So I was the only one that didn't lose their bib.
1: So. So it's nice to, uh, win the challenges when you can, sounds like. That, that was one that you wanted to win, I guess. Yeah, cause I could imagine rolling through that mud. Cause that mud is cold, and it's gonna stick to you and make you cold. Yep. So I imagine that was freaking miserable.
0: Yep, yep. well oh, I I enjoyed watching that.
1: Right. So, when did like the first people like tap out during the event, and on what task was that?
0: Um. I I really don't know. I know it was a while. I was surprised how many people hung in there so long. I think hmm, I can't remember if anybody tapped out of the hurricane heat because Joe came in and he said, you know, there was a couple of people that were questioning, and he said, you know, he always makes a really good point of trying to make sure everybody gets through to where they think they can get through. So I don't think any of the hurricane heaters tapped out. I'm not positive on that, but um, it seems like after that, we started losing some, after the 24 hours, we started losing, I noticed, starting noticing death racers not being there because you don't know, you're just, you're in the moment, right? And then all of a sudden you look around, and you're like, hey, where'd that guy go? Or, hey, where'd that person end up? You know, and you're like, I wonder where they went. <laughs> so, so I really have no clue when they dropped, but it was, I think it was after that 24 hours.
1: So, and you you talk about how Joe was there. Was he on site for most of the event, or was he just kind of coming and going for five minutes here and there?
0: Uh, it was, I don't know. It's kind of just coming and going. You know, it's 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 really all of it's in the moment.
1: So, how long did the event go until there was only three of y'all left?
0: Actually, it was. There were. At the last event, the last thing we did was we had to do the uh, death by two miler. And there was one, two, three, four, five. There was five of us at that point. There was a death by two miler, which we had to go. It was up up the road, but it was a one mile up, one mile back, um, one mile uphill. Then the downhill, of course, is back. We had an hour to do it. So we did that three times, no problem. And then they started cutting time off of us. So we had the fourth time we had 55 minutes. Next time we had 50 minutes. Oh. And then I think we lost one person at the 50 minute. And then the uh, and the four last time was 45 minutes. Um, it was funny. It, it was, wasn't funny because by then I'm hallucinating, right? It's middle of the night, up for, you know, 40 hours. I'm seeing people that aren't there. The road's moving sideways on me, and you got to kind of shake your shake out of that, right? So, everything you're like, ah. So then, uh, the last time down the hill, I'm running. I see the guy laying on in a snowbank, and I thought at first it was a hallucination. I got up to him, (laughs) him, and no, it was a real guy. (laughs) I'm like, ah, scared the crap out of me. And I'm like, dude, you all right? And he's like, No, I must have passed out or something. So, and he was. Must have been laying there for a while. He's, I'm like, You want me to go get med? And he's, yeah. So they would, like, yeah, well, I ran back, made it in time, told him that he was up there in the snowbank. So it's, so that's when we lost the final guy. Then that's left us three left. Hmm.
1: I saw in a video where y'all were playing Operation. What was that about?
0: <laughs> that was. Hey, so they had us in our, so we had to bring a sled, a snow sled. They had us on our knees, sitting on our heels, and then we had to strap ourselves into the sled with paracord, and then we had to drag ourselves with our hands across the field. And then we had to go up a hill, down around a cone, and then make our way back to the house where we got to, um, got got back there. No, oh, no, yeah, no. This was that was sorry that I'm I'm getting mixed up now. So. <laughs> That was during the bunny hop. So we had to to use our um, carabiners, attach our shoes together, bunny hop all the way out to that same cone up a hill around, get back, and then they made us play operation and then, you know, know, try and and get the thing out. So the first time we did bunny hop all the way out around, you got to use whatever hand. Next time we had to use our left hand. So, yeah, it was... It's just just another task that was impossible by the time you get back.
1: <laughs> so was it one of those things where, if you pulled the item out of the game, you got to quit and no, oh, you still had to go, so
0: yep
1: <laughs> yeah. well, well, what was the what was the benefit of being able to pull it out? there was no was there
0: any reward for pulling it out without touching the sides? i I only got it one time. And I didn't get nothing for it, but it does take your mind off of the off of what you're doing for a minute. Right. I know because that,
1: that game used to, I forget which piece it was, but one piece was super hard to get out. It might have been the funny bone. I can't remember. Yeah,
0: the only one I got out was the loaf of bread, so
1: <laughs> So was there any time during the vent where you were able to get any sleep?
0: No, absolutely not.
1: Absolutely not. So you were pretty much on the go doing something all the time.
0: Yes. Except when I won that challenge and got to sit in in the sunshine. That was, that was the only time I got to not do anything.
1: So what thoughts were going through your head when you won that challenge and got to do that?
0: I just, it was just a, after, you know, sitting there watching them, I was thinking, man, I am so glad I won that challenge. (laughs) I <laughs> bet. So, what was the hardest part of the event to you? To me, the hardest part was carrying that sandbag on the second night. They had us carry. So, so what? And we were down to I think six, six or eight people at that point, and mm-hmm. they had us carry our sandbag, which was supposed to be fifty-five pounds, but it had rained and our bags had sat in mud puddles that bag must have weighed at least 80 pounds Wow! so in order to keep my bib I had to make sure I wasn't the last person up the hill and back down so I was carrying that bag up that hill I don't know what it was that night but it was it was everything I could do to get up that hill with that sandbag and then on the way back down I just as fast as I could down and I was the first one back because I really did not want to lose my bib (laughs) how how tall do you think this hill was it wasn't like going up
1: Shrek's cabin again was it
0: that was we had to go to Shrek's cabin
1: oh wow so you had to go all the way to Shrek's cabin with a sandbag it was 80 pounds and then come all the way back
0: yeah yeah it was that was I don't know why that was my worst one but that was (laughs) that sucked I can imagine I can imagine so
1: out of the whole event what was probably like your your best moment or where you actually may have enjoyed it
0: other than when they said i was the last man standing um (laughs) probably the best was i there's there are a few few good moments throughout there um but it was probably that last thing that we were doing going up the death by two miler, um, coming down the hill that last time. I, for some reason I just, I felt really good. Um, after battling demons at the rest of the night, there was no demons left. It was, it was just coming down that hill. So you say you were battling
1: demons. Like what thoughts were going through your head, you know, like, oh, man,
0: I, I I quit so many times in my mind over those nights and it's always during the nighttime. It's always during the night. We're not, not we're not nocturnal people. You know, we enjoy daylight. That's what we live by. So nighttime comes. I just, there were so many times I, I quit. I gave up. I'm like, I'm, I'm so done with this. I don't know why I'm here, you know, and just, and then just having to reverse that and say, you know what, suck it up. You're here. Let's do this. You know, and there's, and there's, I had pretty big reason why I, I did, you know, I finished this, um, you know, my, my daughter is a very big piece of me. And just knowing that there's people that I can't see watching. That's, that was my big why that was, that was my big why there's, you know, my daughter sending me a message at, uh, just as I'm pulling in the driveway, telling me, you know, dad, you know, I, she, so first back up, she's legally blind and she struggles a lot um, to meet people, to try new things because anything for her is difficult because she doesn't have that visual contact that we do. You know, right. she doesn't have the visual cues and for her to try anything is difficult. Um, but as I'm pulling in the event, I get a text, Hey daddy, I'm going to try out for my school play. You know, I'm not scared anymore. you, you, you're doing these death races, I can do this, you know? So that meant, that was, that was my everything. Anytime I felt like quitting, that would come roaring into my head and I thought, I can't quit. I cannot quit. What's, what does me quitting do for her? You know, nothing. So. That's awesome, man. That's a,
1: that's a really cool motivation there for sure, man. And that's cool. She's, she, you got that message right as you were pulling (laughs) into the driveway to give you that extra kick. Right. Because I imagine you probably couldn't, You know, look at your phone or anything like that during the whole event, right? Right. Right. I'm surprised surprised Joe didn't come and take everybody's phones. I I know that there was, you said earlier, you know, there was a 24 hour hurricane heat going on there. Were they pretty much doing all of the same stuff that y'all were doing or was there somebody controlling them while y'all were doing your thing?
0: No, they did exactly everything that we did we actually competed against them a couple of times um like when we built we built uh we took our planks and built a bridge to make it across the river it was us against them so they did everything we did and i was i don't think they were expecting to do everything we did um but they did uh, they they did it was awesome
1: well, that's cool that's a good way to experience the death race but not have to do it for sure so uh right. I reached out to my buddy, Garrett Hartman, he was there, and he did the 24-hour hurricane heat. And I asked him to give me some questions to ask you. And the first question he gave me was, how much of an asshole was he for stealing your bib?
0: No, he wasn't an asshole to me because he didn't get my bib. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's that one event I got to sit out.
1: and another question he asked was did you put snow in your bucket of water on the way to Streck's
0: cabin i i did not so I, what i did so what i did was i left we had to get ice in our bucket at one point i can't remember even why but andy never told us to empty our ice out so i left the ice in it filled it with Water and I have a lid on mine, so I didn't lose any water. Oh, that was smart. Yeah, so that's I didn't have to fill it with with snow because I had a lid. By the time I got to the top, I still had a all bucket full of water. I'm surprised that they didn't say,
1: "Hey, you got to take that lid off that bucket." Nope,
0: nope.
1: It was. I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. That was a that helped a lot. Yep. And uh, there's
0: all these little tricks you, you you think of, you learn
1: as you're going yeah it's one of those things like is it okay if i use the lid you definitely don't want to ask that question
0: you don't ask you do not ask questions you just do and that's it
1: just do what they tell you and see what you can get away with right yep absolutely and and do the laziest burpees you can do right
0: (laughs) especially when you have to do thousands of them Uh, yeah was there a
1: time during the race where they just told you you were going to do a thousand burpees
0: yeah, it was the first night we had uh, we had an option through there was three options we had to choose. Um, the first option we had to decide as a group what we were doing. The first option was we had to go. It was to we could stand around the fire and then go to the pond three at a time, submerge ourselves for however many seconds our birth month was. So I was born in March. So I would have had to submerge myself for three seconds, get it out, come back to the fire. And then the next three would go that was my choice. I wanted to do that because I mean, that's only, you know, three seconds in the water and you're standing around the fire. Right. The next option was walk up and down the hill, up and down the hill, up and down the hill. I did not want to do that. I wouldn't either. And the third option was we could do burpees, add a zero to our bib and do that number of burpees. And, uh, everybody chose to do that except for the one guy. I, I didn't want to, um, because I knew what was going to happen. So there was one guy there that had like 345, so he would have to do 3,450 burpees. So everybody decided on that and then the cryptea is like, "Oh, so you're screwing this guy with number 345, so everybody gets to do that many burpees." Nice. So that kind of backfired. <laughs> Absolutely. So
1: I I'm, I'm sure that they planned that when they handed out yeah. the bibs. You know they did. Yeah. So and I'm sure that's like a mental thing they do to actually like crush you, like to see if somebody would be like, "I'm not doing that many burpees, I quit," because right. I've always heard that they'll say you're going to do thousands of burpees, but you start doing them, and then they'll be like, "All right, that's enough. Let's go do this." Is that what? Right.
0: Happened? Yep. Yep. I, there was a point. I don't even know how many we did. Uh, you just have. Uh, there's a certain point where you just can't remember where you're at. You just you're just going down and back up. Yeah.
1: So um, uh, another question that uh, Garrett asked me is, how many times did you fall during the snowshoeing?
0: Um, during the snowshoeing, going up and down that hill, I know I fell at least three times. <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely slick. That's what he said. He said
1: the terrain was not the best for snowshoeing at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was by the by the last couple of times we went up, it was all mud. Right.
1: And, and another question, he says, what was your favorite snack? And also, what
0: did the genuine bear claws get used for? My favorite snack, and, and I always save it until I'm desperate, is peanut butter m ms That's my favorite snack. And then we, for the bear claws, we didn't use them at all. And it was an item that they... It was a stress item just to get you stressed out before you even get there.
1: Well, I, I guess if you got to find a, a genuine bear claw, not like a little Debbie one, that is kind of a hard right. thing to find if you're not close to a bakery. So, I mean, I guess I get that.
0: Right. No, I actually found a real bear claw. Um, my mom's goes to a church, a guy who goes to Alaska a lot, and he had one. So I'm not sure how many were fake there or not, but I know I had a real one. I don't know how they would tell if it was real or not. I probably
1: would have just bought a a little Debbie one or whatever and then, you know, covered it with cream cheese and put it in some (laughs) Tupperware and made it look like it was homemade. You know what I mean? All right. But that's funny how they made you take all that stuff and then some of it you didn't even use. Was there anything else like that on the gear list?
0: Nope. There was, we didn't use the bear claw. We didn't use the domino with your birth month on it. Um, uh, I think that was, I think there was one other thing I can't think of right now, but yeah, there was a couple of things we did not use. So during like the events, like you said, you would run
1: and get in the water. Like, did you have enough time to put your clothing back on and warm up before you had to do like other water
0: submersions or whatever? you didn't have time to warm, Well, you, you got dressed as quick as you could because there was... Most you know, so a lot of times you would go up the they'd have you going up the hill up to Shrek's Hill and then collecting wood on the way up and then you drop your wood off, you draw a card at the top to whatever card you drew, that's how many seconds you had to sit in the they had a cold plunge at the top of the hill. Nice. So you'd have to get undressed, get in the cold plunge for that many seconds, get out, get redressed, go back down the hill, come back up the hill, and it's just repeat that process. <laughs> so you're constantly out of your clothes. So your warm-up time was going back down the hill.
1: So how many times did y'all do that?
0: I think I went four times. I think some people, I think one or two people ended up going five. Hmm. Is it just because they went yep. faster? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh. And look at there. They they might have done it five times and you finished the whole event. So
0: Yeah. <laughs> No, at all they just there's there's uh, i've heard, i've had a couple people tell me there's a time you, you just have to know when to when to go fast and when to just go
1: so was there any other challenges like that where you know you come out on top
0: um just, I, you know i made it first down the hill um with the sandbag, like i said that one was real important to me um actually that, Winning that golf ball challenge was a double bonus because I not only got to skip out on that at one event, but I also got to sit and eat and refuel while they went and won their bibs back. I have no clue how they won their bibs back because I was back sitting sitting around. So that was actually a double bonus for me by winning that one. Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, any
1: chance you can get out of a water submersion was probably really awesome. So, (laughs) <laughs> yeah Okay, yep. so I, I asked uh Andy to give me some questions to ask you as well and uh uh-huh. she uh says how has your fire making journey from the first death race
0: to now evolved? Uh it w- it's come a long ways. My first my first attempt at making fire like I said that's how I failed out of the death race the first time the summer death race last year. I could not make fire. I couldn't, I could barely make a spark last summer. So, so
1: wh- what I, were you using to, to make fire? What did they give you just the flint and tinder, or
0: whatever? So, I uh, yeah, on the list, on the list is said to bring, um, just a flint and magnesium. Okay. So I actually the funny story, I actually brought, I, I brought, I brought my flint and then I bought magnesium. But I before I left my house, I shaved a bunch of it off into shavings, right? And then put it in a baggie. And as I'm walking out the door, I'm looking for this bag that I bag of magnesium, can't find it anywhere, can't find it anywhere. Then I'm like, son of a bitch. I have a great Dane that takes everything. And she takes everything underneath the trampoline. So I went <laughs> I went outside and sure enough, there's that bag of of magnesium shavings torn just shred it everywhere i'm like ah so that that that's my first attempt so then all i had was a block of of magnesium and then a flint and it was that's all i brought for making fire and it did not go well at all i didn't know what tree to pick branches from i didn't know anything about it um so then i made it a focus of mine to be able to make fire um I ended. Up, I did end up doing another event down in Georgia. Another it was 48 hours. The gong. The gong. Yep. I did that, and then there I was able to make fire. It took me longer, but I was able to make fire a few times, and and I, I made it through that. And then this year, I I was at this race. I did really well. It took me a little longer than I wanted to, but I was one of the three or four people that actually made fire that night. So, yeah, it's come a long ways.
1: (laughs) So how did you do with the gauntlet? Did you finish the gauntlet? I know that's a really popular event here in Georgia, not as popular as the death race, but it's very similar to it, but just in hotter weather.
0: Yeah, no, it was, that was a tough race as well. Um, I did finish, so I didn't finish first, but I finished. Um, How long did that event last? That was 48 hours, I think 46 or 48 Yeah. So you
1: were very prepared for the death race this this go around for sure.
0: Yeah, I was. Some re- everything just clicked in this race. It was it was my race from the beginning. Everything just clicked. But, but 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 um, starting with my daughter's text to me that gave me that last push I needed to winning the golf ball challenge to making a pill the last time. You know everything just kind of just lined up. It was it was everything was perfect.
1: Yeah, and that kind of uh, another question that Andy wanted me to ask you was what was your why for doing this, for signing up?
0: Right. My my why, like I said, was I didn't have one when I pulled in the driveway. Um my, you know, other than I wanted to finish, that's not a good why. If you're gonna do a death race or, or an event like these, just to do your best is not a good why. You've got to you've gotta you gotta know why you're there. Um, and my why was my daughter. It was that text that I got as I'm pulling in into the into the parking lot of you know her, of my legally blind daughter facing her demons, you know her greatest fears, to be able to just step out of her comfort zone and try something new, um, and then for knowing that she's watching me and knowing that she's using me to accomplish something uh, in her world. That is, that's her world, that everything to her at that moment. You know what I mean? I, I, I couldn't quit that. I couldn't fail. I just couldn't, it wasn't an option. It wasn't, it was no option.
1: What did your family say when you called them for the first time and said, Hey, I just finished the death race. Oh,
0: yeah. I had so many texts when I opened my phone. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. So yeah, they're, they're everybody was ecstatic. Um, My gym family. Cause like I said, I own, I own a gym. Everybody was right there, glued to their phones while we were going through it, um, and, and and that's pretty cool too. You know, you don't know who's watching you. I know them every since that I, I, you know this week since I've been back, I've had gym members on the side come up to me and say, "I'm gonna get back in shape. I'm I I, I want to do this now." You know, you've inspired me to to get back on the horse. You know, I've been slacking, and and, and so it's it's good that my, this accomplishment for me just doesn't affect me. It's, it, it goes way bigger than that. You know, it, you know, use it for yourself. Yes. But it touches a lot of people.
1: Okay. Um, uh, another question that Andy asked, what was going through your head at the last challenge with the skull?
0: <laughs> I, I, I didn't, I did not believe that it was done. I did not believe that was the last thing. Um, I I was going through the, so we had the, the board tipped up and I'm holding it and we're in the water. What was going through my head is don't shiver because that's going to shake the skull, control your shivering. Right. And, and then I'm just like, just laser focused on that skull. If it started to tip, I'm like, just breathe. Don't shiver. And then I'm listening for the other skulls to fall. Like heard one plunk. I'm like, all right. And then I'm like, Come on, just one more, one more splash, one more splash, one more splash, and then I heard that, and then she said, "All right, you're the winner." And I did. I had my, I just stood there for a minute. I just a huge sigh of relief. That's awesome.
1: So you had what it was? It like the same wood plank, you know, like a two by four, and then you
0: had to sit the skull on the side of it, the skinnier side of it. Yeah, it was a it was a two by six, or yeah, it was two by two. Two by six by eight, so yeah, we had to put it on the two inch wide section, and holding it up lengthwise, yeah, could you hold it with two hands or one hand? like what were the rules? You had to hold it with one hand, that hand had to be straight out, and you couldn't support your 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 arm with your other hand. It just one hand held straight out. Oh wow, how long did that last? It felt like hours honestly <laughs> it, it, Rewatching the video it, it wasn't long but it, it it felt like forever i bet it did because
1: i imagine just holding that board out would just start making your hand shake after your arm shake after a while not to mention you're standing in ice water too so right you know, right concentrating on not shivering you probably just be like had to embrace how
0: cold the water was right yep yep you just had to like I said, I focus not on shivering and breathe. Right. Andy asked,
1: Did you think you were the only one that would get a skull?
0: Uh no. Um when she, I actually I I didn't the whole trip until until she asked what the what the uh, name of the event was and she said the last person standing. And I thought, oh crap, we were only they're only giving one skull out. So at that point, I thought I was the only one.
1: Yep. That's cool how they gave all three of y'all one and everybody got to finish. That was cool, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, She also asked, how did you manage to dial in the Focus to win most of the last person standing challenges? So apparently you won most of them, Jamie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was... It it started with me not wanting to lose my bib. After that, it was a matter of uh, it was it was just I don't know go time. I don't know. <laughs> and it started with the the fear of losing my bib, All right?
1: The event went forty eight hours. You were the I guess you would say the first place uh winner of the death race, but after the whole event, you know. You know, you've soaked it in a few days now. Mm-hmm. Is there, if you were to go back and do the same event again, would you do anything differently?
0: Um, huh. I would like to say yes, and only because I've talked to Garrett on uh, the, on the side, and I honestly believe I could beat him in an underwater submersion. <laughs> so. That would prevent all of the death racers from losing their bibs. <laughs> right. So, th-
1: what was the what happened that caused um to lose their bibs? Or did you say you didn't
0: know? His- well, com- come to find out, it was Garrett. Uh, he ended up beating all of the death racers. He had to an underwater submersion challenge. So, ah. that's how they all lost their bibs. Okay, that's probably what he meant by that question that he asked. Him. Okay, yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: But you didn't lose yours because you won the task, so because I wasn't there. So. That's right. That, yep.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, that was the best way, right? Yep. Yeah. So, what advice would you give to someone who is planning on doing the Winter Death Race?
0: My advice would be: know your gear list, know where it's at in your bag. And know your why i mean those are those are your three things the most important
1: is there any things that like they should focus like on training like for the cold water training
0: for yeah for the winter death race absolutely um you need to be prepared like like i said i i did um, ice baths just about every single day um if you don't have an ice bath cold showers go outside without, and with, with just your underwear, see how long you can stay out there. Don't just sit. And sometimes I would sit and just breathe and, you know, but go for a run in your boxers. Um, you want to be ready for, for cold. You want to be ready for cold.
1: Right. And before we started recording, you said something about you had like a little bit of frostbite.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Both my, both my feet have frostbite now. Yeah. So, so can you feel your toes, or are they just all numb? No, they're they're numb. About half my foot's numb on both of them.
1: Wow. Yeah. What do you think was the longest amount of time you actually stayed in that ice water?
0: Um, For me, it was probably that first time we got in when we got in, broke the ice, and had to hold it above your head. Yeah. so that was, I don't know, that was five minutes, maybe. Five minutes. Wow. Yeah. Have you, did you ever practice,
1: you know, being in the cold water for five minutes?
0: Not, not that long. Um, I would sit in my ice tub three minutes max, not five. Wow. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then y'all you, are holding pieces of ice
1: above your head with your bare hands. And I'm just thinking, man, that would make yeah. my hands go numb.
0: Well, right. <laughs> At that point, it, everything was numb. So. <laughs> wow. Well. I
1: mean, I would just be like questioning, like, how safe is this? You know, I don't want to lose my fingers and toes.
0: Well, if you're there at the death race, there's a lot of things you, you don't question of safe, you know, it's, you know, you're there, you know, and you just have to trust that, you know, you know what you're getting into.
1: So you've done one of each, you know, you've completed a winter, but you've done the summer race, which one do you think was harder?
0: Um, I think the winter one was harder only because you had to prepare more as far as clothing. Um, you know, you had to make sure you were layered. If you came out with a great big huge parka and that was it, you were screwed. Um, you were, a lot of thought had to go into your packing. Um, make sure you have the right smart wool socks, not cotton. Um, you're, it was it was a lot of thought going into how I packed.
1: So everything you did worked. You were happy with it?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Only thing different I would do is I would bring more underwear because there was a lot of times I was naked getting into that into the water.
1: <laughs> oh, were you the guy that was naked getting in the water? I remember seeing one person naked getting in and out of the water on the video.
0: No, <laughs> yeah. right? No, that wasn't me. But there <laughs> was more than just him. <laughs>
1: Oh, so there were several people just getting in the water naked? Nice.
0: (laughs) Most people... It wasn't just guys
1: either. (laughs) Most people probably don't plan on going skinny dipping in the ice water.
0: (laughs) Right. But but when the the thought of putting dry clothes on over wet underwear, yeah, you're going to get naked.
1: (laughs) I mean, it makes sense because I was talking to my girlfriend when we were watching it. I was just thinking to myself, well, there's... When you come out, you can dry off and put on dry clothes and you don't have wet underwear on. So, But that does sound like a great tip, right. you know, bring multiple pairs of yep. underwear for sure. That way you always got yep. like a dry pair and that won't take up a lot of space in your bin either, I wouldn't think. Right. Okay, man. So I'm pretty much out of questions here, but I always ask everybody that comes on the show the same three questions. And... uh to this day what's been your most favorite race or endurance event and and why
0: um my i think the most favorite and endurance i think my most favorite endurance one is was the gauntlet because that showed me who it, who i really am there were some tasks down there that I hate getting lost. I hate not knowing where I'm at. And that that one really pushed me outside of my boundaries and made me realize what I can do.
1: Did you have to do any, uh, what are they called? Or was, it, was it sugar cookies or whatever? Is that what they're called? Did you have to do any of those?
0: <laughs> no, we didn't have to do there, but but we did end up, uh, we were more blueberries than sugar cookies. So. uh.
1: So what is a blueberry? I know what a sugar cookie is, is when you yeah. jump in the water and then you do s- like snow angels in the sand and you get sand all over you.
0: All right. Well, it's just kind of the same thing we did, but uh, we had the uh, jumpsuits on that. We had five p- pints of blueberries. We had to tuck down inside and then we had to stuff pillows in front and back and then we did <laughs> yoga. Did a bunch of yoga like that, rolled around. Then we had to get in the water and back out. <laughs> sounds, Same idea. That sounds miserable. <laughs>
1: it, it was. <laughs> okay, so my next question is the opposite of that question. To this day, what's been your least favorite event or your hardest event, and why, or the the event you didn't like the most?
0: Um. I would, I mean, I I like all events that push me outside, but then I hate them as well. Um, I would, I would have to say, I would have to say this winter death race. I I hated up until a point um, just because it was so freaking just cold. It was cold, but there, you know, there's always that turning point, right? There's always, I, I, I don't like this. There's points when you hate, there's points when you love it um yeah
1: what was the turning point where you were like okay um I've got this
0: I I think it was it was that when she said if you don't want to lose your bib this is what you got to do that something just clicked in my brain I'm like let's do it there was no at that point, it was just go time. I guess, like when they said, when they said that, that was
1: more. You think that that kind of rang in your head, like, okay, we're getting close to the end. Is that what you were thinking?
0: No, no. I just, I, I don't think I realized I could lose my bib until she said, "If you don't want to lose your bib." So I, I honestly thought it was going to just go on forever. <laughs> I didn't I had no clue when it was going to end. Right,
1: because I know there's. There isn't a time cap on the death race some of them go 48 hours, but some of them go more than that. Right. Yeah. Yep. How long did the summer race go that you didn't make it through? Do you
0: remember? I'm not sure. I I have a feeling it went like 50 hours or plus. I'm not, I'm not positive. Right.
1: Okay. So my last question is, is how does Jamie prepare for these races? Like, you know, and it could be an endurance event or, you know, a sprint. Like, what is Jamie doing on Friday to, you know, what are you eating? How do you mentally prepare for it? Is do you do like shakeout runs with your body? What are you doing Saturday morning before the race? Like, what is your what's your secrets to winning the death race, man?
0: All right. So, um I did seventy five hard. That kind of kick started every you know it kickstarted a, a good nutrition plan um my my nutrition plan is typically i eat whole foods so whole foods or if it is processed has to have something good for me so i won't eat white bread um it'll, it'll have to be like dave's protein seed bread or something like that um so i eat a lot of whole foods um and my workout is like i said i own a gym so i'm privileged enough to actually be able to work out whenever i want to um, and then, you know, so, and, and, and I'm all about, um, doing the same thing all the time. I have the same thing for breakfast all the time. I have the same thing for lunch all the time. And then I'll change up my dinner. You know, that's the only thing that I'll change. But I, I consistency is a key with your diet, with your workout routine and, um, not routine, but workout, you know, I always want to change your routine but I think another big key to my being success and my growth in this is the friends that I keep, you know, as I have a lot of, a lot of people that will come to my house and Hey, let's go do this. I don't want to. So what? suck it up. Let's go. You know, it's it's you'd have to have that network of friends that, that have your back. It's very important.
1: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, man, for sure. All right, man. So, I'm out of questions. Is there is there anything that you feel like I might not have added about the death race that you might want to say, like, was there something that I may have left out like an event or something that was important that people might ought to know about this event?
0: I don't think so. Um, But like I said, anybody that's thinking about doing it or wants to wants to do it, sign up for it. And then worry about training. There's a lot of people that will help you. You, you know, you just reach out to anybody that, anybody in this community, everybody's awesome about it. I've had a lot of help from other people, a lot of suggestions. I didn't do this on my own. You know, there was a lot, a lot of, a lot of people that, with a lot of good quality information, tips, help. You know, you're not alone. Sign up for it. What would
1: you say to the people that, you know, didn't make it to the end at this particular race, what would you say to them?
0: If you didn't, if you learned something about yourself while you were out there on that hill, you won. Yeah, you didn't get a skull, but you grew. And that's what's most important about these events. You know, less than 10% of the people do make it, you know, to the end. But if you keep an open mind about why you're out there, you, there's there's no failure out there there there's always a win as long as you're looking you find a piece of you out there somewhere
1: cool well well jamie like where can people like find you if they got any questions they need to ask about the death race or you know about like you know what you went through where can people find you
0: yeah well you can find me on i'm on facebook uh, jamie walker on facebook um can you know i like i said i look up you move fit you can message me on my you know, on my gym website, you know, just get a hold of me. Or if they need some obstacle training, they can come and check out
1: the gym too, right? Yeah, that's right. You got kids to feed. That's right. <laughs> well, hey, Jamie, congratulations on finishing the death race, man. Um, I appreciate you taking time to talk to us.
0: Yeah, thank you.
1: Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Jamie again for taking time to talk to us i hope there's some good info on there for anybody that's thinking about doing a death race in the future i always enjoy talking to these people because what they do is amazing and i when i see it and hear the stories i i don't think i could do it and i I love hearing how these people can do it it's a, a test of grit and i think it would really test most people's limitations just to start this event. But anyway, I'll be doing Jacksonville next weekend. Looking forward to running this new wave, the way uh, the new way they're doing the competitive series. I signed up for the second wave because for a super, I believe it said you had to run in 55 minutes or anticipating being in the top 10 for in order to select the first wave. And so I picked the second wave because I doubt I can make top 10 overall if we're all in the same wave, elite and age groups combined. So I picked the second wave because that's where I should be. But I'm curious to see how it works because all these people are getting pro bands, too. And I think it was like if you place top 10 in elite anytime last year you're in a pro wave, I mean, shoot, at a lot of venue races, all you had to do was sign up elite and finish, and you were top 10, because there was many elite waves last year that didn't have 10 people in it, so curious to see how that goes, I mean, it it can't be a whole lot different than running, you know, in age group waves, because you're running through traffic either way, but you definitely, you're not going to be running with your with your age group. So if you're curious about getting an age group podium, you have to run your fastest time possible, no matter who you see, because people in your age group will be starting behind you and in front of you. So curious to see how this works out. I've heard good and bad things about it. I think it will be better. I've I, I wasn't happy when they separated the elite and the age group, but, and most people ended up moving to age group anyway. And, but I'm glad that they combined them so we can all race together. And it's more like Savage and your modern day marathons and almost any other races. You know, I can't think of a lot of other races where they have uh, separated like this, maybe Ironman. But I mean, there's not a lot. So I'm I'm glad that we're doing, we're racing a traditional way instead of what we were but anyway if you see me at Jacksonville, come up to me and say what's up i'm probably only going to be there for the saturday race um but i'm going to do the super in the spring on saturday looking forward to it follow us on facebook and instagram and we'll see you next race peace